spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy Monday. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. Steve Zinsmeister and Bruce St. James in for the guys on this beautiful Monday. It is Christmas week. Is that fair to say? I know Christmas yeah. is on a Sunday, I guess. No, but, but that makes us the week. The week leading up to Christmas. we got a lot of things going on, including some stuff at the border, um, some breaking news that we had during the show, and, and honestly, we might get more breaking news later on. You know, I wanted to touch on something, though, that happened over the weekend, and I'd hate for it to go kind of unseen, because it's 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 a story, and it's, it's someone that we've been around. Um, Sheriff Lamb, uh, Pinal County Sheriff Lamb, his son and grandson were killed in an accident over the weekend. It appears by, struck by an impaired driver. And his daughter-in-law is still in critical condition. Uh, and I just was thinking of Sheriff Lamb, thinking about the unthinkable. Uh, you, you can't imagine a family going through something like that. Yeah, and, and I don't know the sheriff personally, but it almost doesn't matter. These things transcend personal relationships, and I, I'm like you. I can't really fathom what that's like to go through as a family. I, I have not experienced, certainly uh, not many people experience it on that level where you lose a child your and son grand and your grandson. Oh, God. I just, I just, it's it's stories it's out there. Yeah, I, I know that so many people out there, um, uh, again, regardless of politics, leave that aside. Oh, uh, yeah. Thinking about Sheriff Lamb and the landfill. Yeah, absolutely. We so, send our thoughts that direction. Yeah. Um, as we were talking about earlier, and you've heard throughout the newscast uh, in the last hour or so, we got news from the Supreme Court in regards to what is called <sighs> Title 42. Yes. Again, quick refresher. This okay. was a COVID policy mm-hmm. that basically said we could send certain uh, migrant nationals back to their country. Correct. For COVID purposes. Health reasons. We didn't want people bringing COVID across the border into the United States during the pandemic. That's why it started. But courts have told the Biden administration, you now have to end it because there is not as big of a COVID scare anymore. It's not as big of an issue. So the reason for it no longer exists. Therefore, it should no longer exist for that reason. Right. Now, the question is, when you get rid of Title 42, it takes a tool out of the tool belt. I you guess go you back to say. Title 8, I believe. Honestly, I looked it right? up. Yeah, which is the way it was done before. Okay. Basically, we skipped a couple of titles in there. Somewhere. Yeah, I have no idea how we got from eight yeah, to forty-two. Like I'm 30, not gonna lie, that's there's like thirty-four titles missing there. Yeah, uh, by my math. But today we find out that Chief Justice John Roberts has granted a temporary stay that will temporarily block the wind down. There's a yeah. double negative there. I'm pretty sure uh, that the administration basically has 24 hours to respond to this, meaning Title 42 is still in place for now. So here's the challenge. The challenge is, to Democrats and Republicans in Congress, why don't you craft some sort of legislation that deals with the issue at the border and doesn't use COVID and health scares as the excuse to enforce it? I triple dog dare you. Uh, well, you can triple dog dare them all you want, but I, I can tell you part of the reason that it isn't happening so far. So Arizona Senior Senator Kirsten Cinema has included... The extension of Title 42 in her efforts for immigration reform, which Mm. she was talking about with us as recently as last week when she was here in studio. Yes. Um, That appears to not have gone well. It it appears to be dead at this point. That particular bill, does that mean it can't be resurrected as a policy? No, I mean, it could be. It could come back. Maybe they tweak it a little bit. She's working with... Um, Republican uh, Tillis in, I believe, Texas on this. She's worked with John Cornyn on things like this. Um, 
She's also working on a lot of other things, though, that go in tandem with that, such as a pathway to citizenship for the Dreamers. That's DACA that we've talked about for years and years here in Arizona. The well, kids and, were brought to And America. this was her plan. Her plan was to come up with a package like you get a little bit. Yeah. I get a little bit. Both sides of, you know, this compromise, basically. Right. Yeah. And I don't know why it's dead. I don't know if that's because Republicans didn't get everything that they wanted out of the deal or, or, vice, versa. or vice versa. I don't know the answer to that. But. Extending Title 42 was a part of that legislation that appears to be dead. Again, it's a bigger package because everything in Washington, D.C. is. It's yeah. not just about Title 42. It's DACA. It's also uh, money for border agents and getting them a, uh, a raise or right. a higher starting salary. Uh, because they're having problems with retention and hiring. Cinema had the idea for basically a border patrol reserve, which I would think works similar to the National Res- uh, Guard Reserve and all those things. So she has a lot of ideas creating, I believe she said, four regional centers Mm -hmm. for speeding up the processing of court cases for migrants. There's a lot of ideas. A lot of them were in different legislation. Apparently, this one did not go well. It could come back, though. It could. There's a chance. But uh, again, I I get back to kind of the fundamental argument, Steve, which is Title 42 is currently being used to address a problem. But it's not what that was meant to. It wasn't ever meant to do that. It's it's the Band-Aid. It's working right now. But we have an opportunity, once again, as we've had an opportunity over the last 40 years, for the Congress of the United States to do something and to come to some sort of compromise and address and acknowledge what the issue is and come up with laws that can address that. The fundamental issue gets back to the type of people crossing the border ain't the type that were crossing it before. We have laws, systems, and an infrastructure in place to deal with Mexicans, Mexican nationals coming into the United States, primarily to work. Primarily, you know, uh, agriculture, construction, this is a known fact. That's not what's happening. We now have Ecuadorians and Venezuelans and Pakistanis and whatever now coming in, basically claiming asylum, economic refugees, uh, political refugees. And that's not what the system was ever built for. But we're using Title 42 in a way that it wasn't intended. Yeah, and it makes the the repatriation process a little bit more difficult, too, because instead of sending somebody back across the border, literally back across the border, 50 feet away from you, you're flying people to their former countries, which Honestly, in a lot of cases, don't want them back. No, why would you? And and you probably don't want to go back. I mean, there's a reason that you made that dangerous trek through Agreed. Mexico to get to our border. And the hard part is, like, I was a fan of the remain in Mexico policy. Okay. Uh, but I will acknowledge that it's increasingly difficult to say that it's a civil thing to do when the people that are remaining in Mexico aren't from Mexico. Right. You know what I mean? Like, to send a Mexican national back to Mexico at least you can understand. That. At least, uh, in theory, they have somewhere to go. They're familiar. Uh, the familiarity with the country is already there. If you're sending a Venezuelan back to Mexico, that's like uh, right, no man's land. They don't know where they're at in a lot of cases. And there's no system in place, exactly. Yeah, and Mexico has even less going on at the, their northern border than we do at our southern border yeah. to help these people. But they've never dealt with this either. No. And my theory was all along that with the Remain in Mexico 
the MPP, the Migrant Protection Program. The thought was if they remain in Mexico while they wait for their court cases they're, here in America, yeah, to be then Mexico would be forced to do something to help those people in Mexico or enforce their border laws at their southern border. Yeah. That Which, was the thought process. That, uh, th- and that's why I liked it. Yeah. None of that seems to be working. <laughs> no. And I honestly, uh, I don't know where Remain in Mexico policy currently stands. It was a Trump idea. Biden didn't like it because, you know, politics. Can I just throw out the, 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 the seedy underbelly of all this? We really need the workers. We could really use a lot of people coming in this country, low skill, low wage workers to do a lot of jobs that we need filled. No, that's a good point. We and need them. We've certainly seen the the downtick in, in uh, people have been looking for workers for it seems like ever since the pandemic. We need them. And I, with people, I, in, my libertarian. This is the libertarian in me. Come on in. And with, I'm all for it. With more and more American workers leaving their jobs for bigger jobs mm-hmm. or for stay at home jobs, as we've seen. Yeah, you certainly got a point. We need on that the warm one. bodies. All right, coming up next, one Valley cop found a tricky way to give someone a surprise breathalyzer test, Mm. but was it even legal for him to do it that way? That's next on the Gatos and Chad Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. And this portion of the program is brought to you by Parker and Sons Plumbing and Electrical, two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. Steve Zinsmeister and Bruce St. James in for Gatos and Chad today. Which one are you in for? Uh, I think we established I'm in for Gatos. Okay. I'm sitting in his seat. Uh, and you are in for Chad. So that makes you a hypochondriac. Uh, definitely. And I play with lizards. And I'm selling my Cardinals tickets. Okay. Just double checking. Just establishing so that. I know where we are. Top. All right. Um, this story, I'll admit, I'm a little torn on this. Ooh. It's a little weird. Okay. Um, but basically, a, a cop in Gilbert mm-hmm. pulls somebody over for what he assumes is driving drunk. Potential DUI. Now, you know, Bruce, it, that you have certain rights of what you can oh, or yes. don't have to tell officers when you're pulled over. Correct. This particular individual says, I don't want to take the breathalyzer test, which is fine. You're allowed to say you're not going to take the breathalyzer test. You can refuse. Test. You're just then going to get handcuffed and probably get taken in. Uh, but this cop came up with somewhat of a creative way, I guess, of avoiding not having to take a breathalyzer test. A Valley police officer accused of lying to a driver, tricking him to give a breath sample during a DUI stop. Okay, so here's the trick. And you tell me whether or not this yeah, is... trick seems to be maybe not the best. Uh, I don't know. Okay. That, this is why I'm torn. I'm ready. Close your eyes because there's something. I'm looking at your eyes. It's like a uh, tremble right there. Okay, you can go open your eyes. Hey, look at that. Positive for alcohol. I'm not an idiot. So it's hard to tell in the video, but... Okay, that's the voice of the police officer. That's the officer. He essentially says, all right, you don't have to take the breathalyzer. Uh, I want to see one more thing with your eyes. Close your eyes for me and tilt your head back. So the guy... Guy closes his eyes, tilts his head back. When a cop tells you to do something, you do it. And while the guy's eyes are closed, the officer holds the breathalyzer up close to or right in his nose, mouth area. Right there. And the thing goes off. Beep! And it's like, yep, he's drunk. And he's like, oh, look at that. I'm not stupid. Or whatever he said. Whatever, yeah. I got to tell you, man, that seems a little sketchy to me. That's not by the book, is it? No. And, you know, here's the reality of this. Um... We'll see if this holds up in court. Yeah. I mean, there's an, this is going to be an interesting test case, right? You refuse the breathalyzer. 
if they tell you to close your eyes and they stick it in your mouth real quick while you weren't watching. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, just shh. Yeah, <laughs> he puts one finger on his lips. Shh. And then just puts it right up there. I mean, I don't know, man. It's dishonest at the least. Yeah. And I expected more from I mean, a police officer. Okay. okay. I really so you, you didn't like the trick. Well, it, you, you know the law, right? I mean, you don't have. If he says he doesn't want to take the breathalyzer test, fine. Take the guy into cuffs, put him in the back of the car, take him downtown. And do a blood draw do or whatever. And do whatever the, the stuff it. you have to do. Right. Do it by the book. Don't trick the guy. First of all, the guy is. Well, obviously, he had some drinks, right? That's what the breathalyzer Allegedly. says. Allegedly. That's what the breathalyzer Allegedly. says. Allegedly. So if the guy is inebriated, then you just coerced a drunk person or a person under the control of alcohol, at least on some level. You might have violated the Fourth Fourth Amendment? Yeah, search and see. I think he might have violated the Fourth Amendment. We'll find out. Because this, if if what this officer did is okay, well, then there is no not consenting to a breathalyzer. They'll just handcuff you and stick something in your mouth. I tend to think that with a decent lawyer, this guy's probably going to get this thrown out. Probably is. Now, I don't know if you knew about this. You, you've seen these um, DUI checkpoints? Sure, yeah. yeah. I've never experienced one. But oh, really? I I've gone through No, them. I haven't had And one. there's a whole legality around them. So here's what you probably don't know. Only because I was always curious about this. I'm not a fan of them, not going to lie. I think there's a presumption of guilt. i got to prove I'm not drunk. Being the guy around here that's never had a drop of alcohol, oh, I don't think I should have to prove it. That's interesting. Okay, yeah. There's a presumption of guilt. Hey, have you had anything to drink? I don't answer questions. <laughs> I'm not going to talk. Do you say that when you get stopped at a... I haven't been through one recently. Okay. But that would be I say. I don't answer questions. Yeah. So, did you know, and I can't tell you which police departments have it. You've seen these before. You pull up, you roll your window down, cop shines a flashlight, right? Got a flashlight? Flashlight has a breathalyzer on it. It's built Ooh. into it. And it's meant to detect the air in the car. To find out if there's alcohol in the air, which gives them probable cause. So he's just trying to get it in the car. Yeah, so you only crack the window like this much now. Wow. I can hear you fine, officer. I'm good. Learning all the tips and tricks from Bruce St. James. And I don't even drink. But it's a matter of principle. Well, and you have certain rights. I absolutely I do. Interesting. Yeah, but they have the... So it looks like one of those black flashlights, you know, the mag light the cops hold, except it's got the little sensor in it. It's called the sniffer, by the way. And it can uh, detect alcohol in a in the air inside the car. So you stick the flashlight in there. Hey, I got you guys up to tonight. Where you been? How you doing? I don't answer questions. Now I didn't hear I it in the video. Questions. I didn't hear it in the video. But if there's a portion of the video where the driver tells the cop verbally, "I'm not taking a breathalyzer," if that's in there somewhere, and then the cop does it anyway, yeah, we, we, then yeah. it's even worse. I agree. In my opinion, I agree. It just seems sneaky. It is a little sneaky, insane. sketchy. I don't. I don't know. It, it defeats the entire right. purpose of saying I won't take a breathalyzer. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then also, too, is it illegal for a cop to do that? I don't know. I, again, I it's have a feeling this is going to get thrown out, and it shouldn't be thrown out. Apparently, allegedly, the driver may have been under the influence, and if they'd have followed the rules, then this whole thing would have gone forward. But tell him to close his eyes. Exactly. Tell him to close his eyes and sticking the breathalyzer in him real quick while he wasn't while he has eyes closed might not be the right thing to do. Coming up next, can watching Christmas movies improve your mental health? Is that what I mean? Hmm. We're gonna dive into that on the Gatos and Chad show. 
Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state, the Gatos and Chad Show. Do you know a remarkable Valley teacher deserving of 2500 bucks? Then you should text TEACHER to 411923, nominate them today for Pay Tribute to a Teacher. That's uh, TEACHER to 411923. It's Pay Tribute to a Teacher, presented by your Valley Toyota dealers. Steve Zinsmeister and Bruce St. James in for Gatos and Chad today. They're probably uh, getting cozy for the holiday season. Maybe sit down with their significant others. and Cup of cocoa? Cup of cocoa. <sighs> watching a Hallmark Christmas movie. Oh, the poor things. <laughs> I can't stand those. Do you know, you know people that watch these, right? I do. I do. My family does. Really? Yeah. I've been forced to sit through a Hallmark Christmas movie a time or two. I I fell asleep during one of them, and I just need someone to help me understand. Um, did the cute couple who misunderstood each other fall in love at the end? I oh, mean, did that happen? Uh, yeah. That I, know, was, I wasn't sure. That was the one where she lost her job, had to go back to her hometown, ran into the guy that she was never with, but has always kind of had a thing with. And, the, uh, the, yeah. plot, the plot line for them. They're all the same. Well, that goes without saying, but they're either a Hallmark movie or a true crime podcast. She was new in town and didn't have any friends mm. until she decided to trust the handsome stranger. Right? That could go either way. Yeah, basically. That could go either way. It's Hallmark movie or this is this is a, you Listen, know. you fall in love or you get murdered. This is it's a Dateline NBC thing. Where are they going to go with that? So the question now is, okay. does watching Hallmark Christmas movies, or really any Christmas movie, is that good for your mental health? God knows I need the help. I, um... So, you say the Hallmark ones can't possibly be good for my mental health because they hurt my eyes. They're such bad movies with bad acting and just everything about them to me is saccharine sweet. So Does that bad. make sense? Yeah. Splenda sweet, I should use maybe the terminology. Well, maybe maybe we're overly critical of just Hallmark Channel because these movies have kind of eclipsed that and now have uh, trickled their way into the streaming service. Yes. So Net they're everywhere. Netflix has a new one. I don't know the name of it because I'm never going to see it. Never going to see it. Uh, featuring Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan has a, it's Hallmark, a Christmas movie. It's a Hallmark Christmas movie type thing. Does on it Netflix. involve crack? <laughs> it's I I. I I haven't seen it, so I can't speak oh to all gosh. of the plot, but it's basically she's like super rich person who gets amnesia and falls for the guy who's like helping her kind of try to regain her memory. He wears sweaters, yep. let me guess, or uh -huh. some sort of a plaid. flannel shirt, plaid. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. She has he to works wear well it. with his hands. Probably. He has a dog. They he have has a dog. dog. Of course he has a dog. She's a not used to dogs. truck. Usually yeah. there's a red truck in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I think we all have a good grasp on this movie already. I think we're writing the next Hallmark series, I, I gotta we, tell you. Probably just wrote the sequel, too. So they actually say, they, 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 they've talked to doctors. If you can imagine that. That the soothing environment of Hallmark movies produce positive emotions in some, I'm going to say in some people. They didn't say that, but I'm going to say in some people. My idea of a holiday movie is Elf. Oh, sure. Something quirky, original. Christmas Vacation. Yes. That cat had nine lives. He just used them all. I mean, we're, we're talking classics. But these... These Hallmark ones, I can't, I don't get it. Oh, I can't get behind any of them. And I couldn't tell you the name of a single one of them, but there's hundreds. Well, they're all the same. How could you tell them apart? I mean, if you went to Netflix and typed in Christmas, oh, I'm pretty God. sure like 99 of these would pop up. Yeah. But I'm sure this is just like, you know, the Christmas music radio stations. This must work because they're doing it. 
Oh, it's not even just Christmas. Like It's not even the same stations you grew up that played Christmas music. Now it's all of them. You realize if, neither one of you is the target demo for these movies. I know, but you I don't even know if I have Hallmark Channel, quite of honestly. Of course not. They're not making them for you. It's not I'm, for me. I'm no. not the target demo, but I've had to sit through these with whether it's my parents or my sisters or my girlfriend. Like, I've had to sit through these. If my mom starts See? watching Hallmark movies, I'm, we're not spending the holidays together. I'm, yeah. I will leave. I'm leaving this house. These are these are modern day fairy tales. Is they that what all, it is? Yes, of course it is. We all want to end with a good feeling. You know, the the right thing happens at the end. Everybody's happy. Love is in the air. That's what they are. They're fairy tales, and they and were it, also known as. You remember Harlequin romance? Harlequin books? romance. Mm. Oh. Same thing with a Christmas little yeah. Christmas is tinsel. Is that where Fabio later, came from? Wasn't I think he so. Like on the yeah. cover of those all his. They were the, literally the, the same hair. story over same and over story. and over. Yeah. All the time. That explains to why all of the titles of these movies. I mean, they're completely interchangeable, but they're all like super vague. Christmas princess. Yes. Or royal Christmas. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Because the mystique now, of it. You know, maybe this is the balancing act, though. Uh, Again, according to professionals, about 38% of us out here say the holidays bring upon increased stress, that whether it's financial or having to be around family members you don't want. We know depression around this time. I just don't like Christmas for a variety of other reasons. I'm not necessarily stressed out. But Fighting with the Christmas tree lights. Oh my Coming up in a little bit, around 5.15, Bruce and I are going to walk you through what we do for Christmas. It's far from traditional, I would say. Yeah, but you're going to be surprised. You're, okay, 5.15? We both handle Christmas very, very Without a doubt. Without like, a doubt. I told you what I do for Christmas, and I, you were like mouth open. Yeah. Shocked. We're gonna we're gonna have a discussion. All right, that'll be five fifteen. Coming up next on the program, the Pentagon says that they've gotten hundreds of reports of UFOs. I was probed. Are we really alone in the universe? Bruce will answer that question. Coming up next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, afternoons. And this portion of the program is brought to you by Parker and Sense Plumbing and Electrical, the two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. He's Bruce St. James. I'm Steve Zinsmeister in for Gatos and Chad today. Hopefully they're uh, off enjoying their vacation. We are here to bring you the absolute latest on aliens. <laughs> I kid you not. The Pentagon. Yeah. <laughs> the Pentagon, it's pretty official. Those source. guys. Those are real dudes. Yeah. Uh, dudes and dudettes. A new Pentagon office uh, was set up to track UFOs. They're the AARO. Uh, it I'm stands sorry, for the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. Oh, there's always an acronym. I'm so bad with acronyms. They had, can you imagine? They probably had like, months and committees and, all right, no idea is a bad idea. We're going to put it up on the board. And they came up with the AARO. They say the AARO says that they have received several hundreds of new reports uh, that could be aliens. But they say there's no evidence. Yet. Yet. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm torn. I'm of two minds on this. So I will acknowledge my contradiction. Number one, every single person these days has a phone on them at all times and can take pictures and video. Absolutely. You would think that when we went from 1% of the population carrying carrying a, a a camera with them in the 70s, 
to 99.9% carrying something today, we would have a lot more Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, and alien sightings. But we don't. You'd be hard-pressed to do pretty much anything in the public without it being caught on camera. I got a video of everything else except for these things that we were like, oh, why didn't I have a camera? Because the aliens came down and they took me and they probed me and I I didn't get it on camera. So the fact that we all have cameras and nobody has any good video of this makes me a little skeptical. It was the 60 Minutes episode where they did a deep dive into Ooh. some of the video, like, and the evidence. That See, now the that's my has. other brain. That's the other side. Uh, it was pretty compelling. You had, you had, uh, there were Navy pilots, right? Navy, naval aviators. Yep. Get that right. <clears throat> there were professional airline pilots. Yes. American Airlines, United Airlines, major pilots who all testified, put their careers and names on the line. Of what they saw, and they didn't say they were aliens or little green men. They just said it was stuff that couldn't be explained. Yeah, it's not hard to put your name on a report that says, I don't know what I saw. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? It's one thing to say, I don't know what just happened. I saw some things and some stuff. The one naval aviator, though, really said, listen, we've been flying for 20-something years. He's flying jets. He's the coolest of the cool, right? And he, he detailed this encounter with a flying object off the coast that he says it's it's unexplainable it's it's described like this that a lot of these cases have been reported from official sources whether it's the navy or the air force or or airlines but that a lot of pilots don't want to report it because of the stigma of looking like you're crazy you're a kook in June of 2021, I'm reading directly from the article. Okay. In June of 2021, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, sounds pretty official, ODI, reported that between 2004 and two, uh, 2021, there were 144 such encounters, 80 of which were captured on multiple sensors. So these things happen, we just don't know what they are. And that's why we have an office investigating these things. We've got we've got the uh, the the AARO, the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. I just want to call. Have them they the resolved AARP. anything yet? I don't no. think they resolved anything. No, it, you know these things. It's it's like uh, it's like what was that show uh, where they would go into the haunted houses at night and <sighs> and they would hear things and they would experience things and they would feel things and then at the end of the episode they'd be like, so was it haunted? Possibly. You know what I mean? Like the, the episode always ends with a question mark. So if you've if you've paid any attention, like in, in I, I, I got to say, I saw I saw I see these videos all the time. I saw this video about this guy talking about like how big space is. It's pretty big. It's it's literally beyond your imagination. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Pretty big. However big you think space is bigger. It's like a million times bigger than that. Like right. it, it the like it, I, I just watched a, a Netflix thing on infinity. You know, the space gone for infinity. Is that possible? You know, and all these things. Is it a little bit egotistical to think that we're the only intelligent life form amongst billions and billions of planets. Okay, I'll grant you that on the the universe question, but boil it down to our planet because these are encounters on our planet. That right, we're but the about. other people have come here. I think advanced life forms have come to go, what's going on in that place, you know, the one past the big orange thing out there. They don't call it the sun. They call it the big orange. Hundreds and thing. hundreds of reports to the uh, Pentagon. Still just a lot of questions. A few of them though are Goober saying that he got taken up in the spaceship and he got probed, but then they brought him back. Coming up next on the Gators and Chat Show, it's the 5 o'clock KTAR News Expansion, but uh, Bruce is in for 
You're in for chat, I guess. I'm in I'm for, in for chat. We have much different approaches to how we do Christmas. We'll tell you all about it. It's coming up on the Gatos and Chad Show.